0: Welcome to Living Simply, a guide to mindful living and mindful parenting with your host, Dr. Gina. Hey everybody, welcome back to Living Simply with Dr. Gina. Dr. Gina, welcome. Um I know I just had Thanksgiving. I know it's different in Canada, but uh you know, we end every uh we end every episode with a moment of gratitude and um I was thinking about that a lot yesterday cuz it was Thanksgiving. When is Thanksgiving in Canada?
1: The about the second week of October. Okay. So the I think the second Monday.
0: Okay. The second week of October is always a difficult, uh, is always a great week for me because it's the week after all of the birthdays in my family. The first week in October is horrible. My birthday is the first week of October, but I really, but so is my mom and dad and my grandmother and their anniversary. It's, it's, it's kind of horrible, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's very nice. Um, so I, I'm glad that Thanksgiving isn't the week after that. Uh, today we are talking about the gift of impermanence. Yes. Uh, Explain a little bit what that means to me, please.
1: Yes. So impermanence, if I put it simply, is the concept that nothing lasts. Everything passes, everything dies. So the saying, this too shall pass, is a good mantra to have. So um, I wanted to talk about impermanence because I think it's an important concept that I use when I work with my clients because most people, when I see them the first time and I say, So, what do you want out of therapy or your coaching sessions? It's always, I want less of this. I want to not feel this or not feel that. And usually they're obviously feelings they qualify as negative.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: but they want. M- all the positive things to never end. So the thing with impermanence is another great equalizer is that nothing lasts. So even good things end, and but bad things also end as well. So um, I thought it'd be an interesting topic for today.
0: Um, yeah, I, uh, I personally don't like uh, impermanence. <laughs> um, so if you can explain to me why it's a gift, then, uh, I'm, I'm all in. So, uh, can you, can you sort of tell us a little bit about why it's a gift? Like, I, I know that you have, um, a list and, and and we'll get through those of, uh, what, you know, impermanence gives us. Um, but can you just, oh my gosh. Hey, no, that's okay. Uh, what is the, what is the dog's name? That's Lulu. Hi, Lulu. Uh, Lulu's supposed to be locked up upstairs, but she escaped. I think <laughs> that's all right. Uh, so, yeah, can you can you tell us a little bit about um, the gifts? But you know, in a broader term, before we start hitting on why, on, on what they are individually. Yeah. So
1: we're we're a society in America, especially. Uh, we live in the denial of death. Basically, we live like. We will never die and we'll live forever. And as we both know, um, you know, there's the phrase only the good die young, I think. or yeah.
0: Only the good this, die young is a phrase.
1: One of them and
0: the why thing bad is-
1: things happen to good people. Sure. Well, actually, everyone dies young and old and bad things happen to good and bad people. Um, so, if we live knowing one, we won't live forever, but we also are not guaranteed we're going to live till 80. Right. Right. Some children die. Some people die at 30. Some, you know, freak accidents, um, crimes, victims of crimes. So, when we live as if we're going to live forever, we tend to put things off. We tend to maybe hold grudges for too long. Um, We put things off and then something happens and we regret we didn't do it. Um, Especially if I think I work with parents who want their kids to grow up too fast. And then once they've grown up and detached, they're like, oh, I miss when they were little. I should have, would have, could have. I tell them, you know when they have sleepless nights, this won't last forever. And I'll bet you anything, you're going to miss these nights. So when we start living, knowing that nothing lasts forever, it's not a pessimistic way of life. It actually forces us to cherish things and take advantage of opportunities when they show up and even saying yes to things we keep putting off or people we want to see because as i said some people can die in freak accidents or a disease they didn't expect and then we're we regret we didn't spend more time with these people so consequently it forces us to reevaluate our priorities and our values when we know nothing lasts
0: Uh. That's, I mean, that's a great sell. Uh, yeah. I still would kind of like to live forever, though. Um, if somebody can make that happen, I'm interested. Uh, so um, you talked you talked a little bit off air about uh, how it, one of the gifts is that it helps you manage stress. Yeah. Um, can you explore Can you explore that a little bit for me?
1: Um, well, if if you think of impermanence. In, in and of itself, it's a concept. So if you accept that things, not everything lasts, uh, it will change your mindset automatically. So if you're going through a challenge, illness, struggle, argument with someone, even a panic attack, if you change your mindset knowing this too shall pass, automatically you will be less stressed. Because when we're stressed, it's because we're in a state of denial, non-acceptance, right? I think I've mentioned this in other episodes, when we live in the reality gap where this is reality, this is where we want to be, and we resist reality. So when we resist reality, we're more stressed. So it's easier to accept the present moment, especially when it's something we deem as negative. Um, we accept it by knowing it's not going to last. So I'm going to be okay. I'll get through this, even if it's difficult. So that's one way to reduce stress.
0: I, I love that. There's a uh, one of my favorite songwriters who I happen to also be friends with, but um, his name is Glenn Thomas. Uh, check him out on Spotify. He has a song called Little Truths. And um, one of the lyrics in it, which is one of my favorite lyrics of all time is I wrote, I found a postcard that I wrote myself two summers before last. And the only words I'd written were this is going to pass though. I can't recall my troubles. Then I have new fears in their place so I can bet the end result is going to be the same, Uh, which is like, I wrote a, you know, I wrote this letter to myself two years ago that said like, it's going to be okay. And I have no idea what I was even talking about. So I can only assume that the stuff that I'm bothered with right now is I'm going to forget about in two years, you know? Um, And that's, and that's true. Like the stuff that you think is, you know, anything that you, there are some things obviously that continue, but generally day to day, like our work stuff, our friend stuff, our interpersonal relationship stuff, most of it. That you like stress and worry about and put so much anguish on and suffering is like gone within a couple months, you know, or or weeks even. But it was so but or days. But it was so important at that moment. Um. So it's it's kind of cool to remember. Like, oh, this is gonna pass. You know, it's not permanent.
1: Yeah, and usually the. Usually, what causes stress is is not big things. It's chronic daily mindsets we put ourselves in that add up over time. And like you said, we will forget about those little things. The perfectionism that the house wasn't perfectly clean when someone showed up, and the cake wasn't baked perfectly. And it's like, who cares? You won't remember this in a year that you stressed over a dinner that you wanted. To be perfect
0: right absolutely um so what about the so so we now we know you know about managing stress um with it but the the opposite side of that and we started this by talking about you know thanksgivings and yeah. and uh just that that general feeling of gratefulness and, you know thankfulness mm-hmm. gratitude is the is the core of that and what that really is um is do you think that one of the gifts of impermanence is to, you know, you mentioned it even a, little, a couple of seconds ago, to be more grateful for what we have at the present moment instead yes. of being stressed about everything else, you know? Yeah.
1: Instead of being stressed for what you don't have, again, you're, who knows? Let's say you don't have the car that you want and you're stressed about it where you're bent out of shape about it and you're like, oh, I wish I could afford that car. And, And so you make yourself upset and you just need to come back and go, well, I have a car right now. It might not be the car I want, but it's getting me from A to B, has an engine, a steering wheel, brakes. And this too shall pass, meaning when I make more money, I'll get the car that I want. And that's if I still want a new car. So when we stress out about what we don't have, what's not there because of what's our current reality, we need to remember that our current reality can change and we need to make choices that will change our reality and then whatever we're suffering with will pass. And, so gratitude's important.
0: And do you think that the gratitude um, and just the living in in this state of knowing that impermanence is a gift helps us make better choices?
1: I think so, because, for example, if you go to the extreme, knowing, um, you know, we we get old and we die, or we could die by accident. I often tell people who see me who are in a very unhappy marriage, I say, okay, picture five more years of this. (laughs) Ten ten more (laughs) years of this. You'll be this age. Do you want more of this? Because you're going to get older. And what if you get sick? Or what if this happens? Are you going to regret you didn't leave sooner? Right? So it forces people to reevaluate their priorities what they value in life and then consequently it will impact their choices
0: yeah and and uh it sounds like it's a great tool also to help get out of or manage toxic relationships (laughs) from what you just said yeah
1: yeah right when people are Hanging out with the wrong people, especially if these people are abusive, take advantage of you, walk all over you, it causes you, like many people I see, are anxious because they're in toxic relationships or depressed, it tears down their self esteem. And I'm like, Listen, you know, you this life you're living is not a dress rehearsal, that's the only one you have. Is this how you want to live? Is this who you want to share your life with, right? So it it helps you rethink your worth and your values and who do you want to share this precious life with because it will not last. So I think of people that I, I work with a lot of highly successful career women, for example. And they're very ambivalent in the sense they love their career and they want children. And at some point, something's got to give. You can't be 100% mom and 100% high executive and, and something's got to give. Either the jobs, you're going to have to put less time there and not work 12-hour days, or you're going to be less at home with your kids and you have to get a nanny. So I, I when I tell these women who are on the career path, you know, promotion one after the other, I tell them, are you ready to think your kids will grow up? They're three right now, but trust me, by the time they're even seven, they're in school or 10 and teenager, they won't want to be with you all the time. Are you ready to postpone your career path just a little bit so you can be with your kids? Because the dilemma is not, do I pick career or my kids? It's if I want both, I need to readjust my path. Or accept. if I'm a career woman, I need to be okay that my kids won't see me as much and make the best of it or vice versa, right? I'm putting on hold. I'm still going to work. But I'm not going to go for it and work weekends, evenings, travel, so I can be with my kids more and not feel guilty. I'm not at work, so it's all about then accepting the choice you're going to make, and know whatever choice you make can be temporary.
0: Do you think, in general, that um, that impermanence helps, or you know, being conscious of impermanence helps you um, with the priorities? Because what you're talking about there is you know. Uh, setting priorities like you know de- determining the value that you put on stuff and, and the fact that you do only have so much time and you know you only have so much time at the present but then like we only have so much time time you know
1: yeah e- even uh, on, on a tiny scale you know how everyone's on their phones right now um, and I see it because kids complain about it I talk to mom or dad they don't listen they're on their phone all the time so it's not only a kid problem Um, so when parents get caught up on their phones, I tell them, you know, hang on, they're going to be in bed at eight. (laughs) This time, this little moment that they need you between seven and eight will pass. And at eight, you can go on your phone. This too shall pass. So it's, it's putting off things and you know, your kids won't need you forever. So it it applies even for the tiny tiny little things. When you're stuck in traffic, the light will turn green at some point. So don't freak out. It won't stay red for two hours.
0: There is a construction light uh, yeah. near my parents' house that is solar powered mm-hmm. because it's you know it's not really a red light. It's just on the either side of a tiny bridge, and yeah. um, it stay as red for seemingly two hours every time when nobody's coming i went there at three in the morning earlier this week and it took me i kid you not 15 minutes at this red light um but yeah i should have been i should we should have done this podcast before then because i was freaking out because you yeah so what you
1: do is it'll pass (laughs) i'll put a good podcast on while i wait
0: You can't see what's on the other side of it, too. So, like, you can't even try because it's one lane and, like, it's dangerous. Even though it was 3 in the morning, I was like, I'm not breaking. I'm not doing this. But, yeah, I freaked out. I was was (laughs) yelling. I was literally yelling at 3 o'clock in the morning by myself in my car. Um, Yeah,
1: so you made yourself suffer for 15 minutes.
0: I did. I did. I couldn't believe it stayed red for 15 minutes, but it it really (laughs) did. So, normal red lights don't seem that bad anymore. Um, (laughs) so, so you said about, you know, it's okay to, to put some things off when you were talking about priorities, but what about the opposite of that? Where, you know, some things that we want to do that we keep putting off because we think we have forever, you know? So
1: like, like, yeah, like what
0: in general, like, uh, you, you wanted to start a podcast for a while (laughs) and, uh, for four years. Oh, kept well. putting it off. I don't think that we've been doing this for four years, Gina.
1: No, I I was putting it off for four years. No, that's years. what
0: I'm saying. I don't think we've okay. been doing this for four years. So what were you doing?
1: Yeah, I was letting my fear stand in my way.
0: If people couldn't so, see me right there, I just pretended to judge you really hard and looked <laughs> to the side. <laughs> okay. So anyway, go ahead. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we, we put things off sometimes out of fear, uh, whatever it is, fear of uh, performance anxiety, fear of what people will think, um, sometimes just fear. We think we can't do something, um, fear people will be mad at us. So sometimes we, we put things off because we think the fear is bigger or the belief than anything else. But if we're like, yeah, well, time will pass, TikTok. So, you know, if we think of the elderly, sometimes we put off seeing people and then they pass away. Right? We get too busy.
0: I think um I think both things well going before the elderly comment, because that's another thing that's making me sad um but <laughs> the uh but but if you go back to the like the things you want to do maybe career wise or mm-hmm. or next step in life type of things um where you said that there was some fear right i think yeah. that i think and i'm asking are there two different sides of that which is one is uh time will pass like you you know, just do it now because tomorrow's not guaranteed. The general reason why we say stop putting things off. But also, like, this fear isn't permanent. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, not only will that time pass, but the time when you're scared is going to pass. The time when you don't know, when you're unsure, when, you know, that beginning feeling that you're really afraid of, that's yeah. going to pass too.
1: Yeah, that's why we say feel the fear and do it anyways, right? so if i don't remember what broadway artist it was but she was saying before every show she was so nervous she would puke but she would expect it knew it would pass and the minute she was on stage she was fine so some people don't push beyond the fear right they're it, they feel like the fear is going to last forever, so they don't push through, and then they avoid, avoid, avoid. So she's in a good example of she knew she'd be scared. She also knew the fear would pass the moment she'd go on stage. So, And that's the, that's the, the thing for anything. People who are, have stage fright or want to go to a new job, but they're nervous to be interviewed, you're like, yeah, yeah, but it'll pass the right. nervousness will pass the the fear what people will think so if if you trust that you can feel the feeling and do it anyways and as you're doing it passes
0: and that's a great so we were just talking about that in the context of not putting things off but in general fear and anxiety like I think everything that you just said probably works for any general anxiety, you know, it's not going to be permanent. If it's an anxiety yeah. attack, it's going to yeah. pass. You're going to there's there's another there's blue sky behind these clouds.
1: Yeah. And people have panic attacks. It's like they have panic attacks because they're scared they're going to have a panic attack. And while they're in it, they make it worse because they feel it's not going to end. But it's like, just ride the wave. Your panic attack will pass if you don't feed it. If you don't try to control it, if you don't force try to force it to stop, just ride the wave. It'll pass. Then a panic attack can last five minutes instead of two hours.
0: I hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. So uh, in general, right, because yep. we're kind of starting to wrap things up here. Um, would you say that, you know, for, for all of the other examples that you've given today of these gifts that living in this conscious state of nothing is permanent, um, or impermanence, as you, as you've, uh, said many times, do you think that that makes us value things and people more? Like, do you think that it makes us value the time that we have and the people that we spend it with and the things that we have, like. What do you think the effect on our own value system is for this and our gratitude? Like, What do you think?
1: I think it, it gives us the opportunity, want to make better choices and therefore only let people who resonate with us and our values enter our lives, and it could actually transform our lives for the better. Knowing that nothing lasts and that that we 're valuable and things and i don 't mean in a materialistic way, but we value things and people better because we 're in America, but ninety percent of the world is is poor, and they don 't even have a bed a roof over their heads, so that 's what I mean by things that we value what we do have better and the people that are in our lives that choose to be with us. If we focus on them as opposed to the one person who's rejecting us, we'll value those who are actually loving us instead of focusing on those who don't love us. And we're trying to understand why they're rejecting us, why they don't want to be with us. It's like, well, just turn around and look at those who are with you and are choosing you. So it does force us to value people and things better and to transform our lives for the better.
0: Very, very, very well said. Uh, is there anything else that you want to um, hammer home on? Any last points you want to make on impermanence uh, before we wrap up with our moment of gratitude?
1: Yeah, very simply. Don't take your life for granted when you wake up in the morning and you You're actually awake. Uh, Know that a million people don't wake up in the morning, so don't take your breath for granted. It's quite a gift.
0: That would be an amazing place to end this episode, but (laughs) we end every episode, as always, with our moment of gratitude. So, Gina, would you like to go first?
1: Yeah, I thought who I would be grateful for today are actually my clients. Um, I find it's quite a privilege that people choose to work with me because they could pick anybody else, Um, that they trust me with their deepest secrets. Um, I find it's a privilege, and I don't take that for granted. They take time out of their lives to get help, and they entrust me with that. And at the same time, uh, many of them, yes, I give to them, but they give back to me. They are great teachers for my own life as well.
0: That's really nice. Uh that is, about you? That's really <laughs> nice. Well, now I feel bad if I don't say my clients. Um, <laughs> But... Uh, <laughs> But, um, so I could, but maybe I'll save that for next episode. Um, although you know what I do, what I do, I like, obviously I appreciate my clients. Uh, I, I really do. And I want to stress that, but, um, I love, so my clients are mostly like people like yourself who are coaches and, you know, deal with these sensitive topics and stuff. Or, um, or, you know, I have one uh, client who's a, a local politician and, and uh, a personal trainer and, and, you know, stuff like that. So um, there there are these people that are always, like, you think are going to be, like, sensitive about, like, the subjects that they talk about and whatever. And um, the most fun thing is before we hit record and I'm just – or after we hit record and I'm just talking to them and, like, the – you know, like, just not to, not to be (laughs) um, ridiculous, but like, it's a different side of their personality from, you know what I mean? It's like the real person side of, you know, and like uh, the local politician who is, uh, who does a show with us is, um, he literally is just like, make me look like an idiot. Like, it's good. Like, (laughs) let's do a, let's do an opening video for the show where I'm, you know, falling down in the sand and and trying to slide down a railing and I can't do it. (laughs) Just really dumb things. And, uh, or, or you or Glenn or, you know, the, the conversations that we have that are just really funny and irreverent, uh, off and on, but off, uh, off mic are, are always really fun. Um, so I'm really grateful for my clients. I'm just going to do that instead of, instead of, uh, going with another one and also just, Real quick, we had Thanksgiving yesterday, and all three families came together, and it was very nice. So, so I was very thankful for that. But yeah, um, that's it. Gina, yeah, amazing episode. Um, As as you know, nothing lasts, and neither does this episode. So, (laughs) uh, where 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 can people find you? You
1: can easily find me at drgina.ca. Or Ginamadrigrano.com, if you remember my name, and you'll find a nice little free ebook on the benefits of giving kids chores. Have a look.:
0: Awesome. All right, thank you very much, Gina, and uh, have a great rest of your day.: You too.
1: Bye-bye For more information
0: or to book an appointment with Dr. Gina. Go to drmandragrano.com or click the link in the description of this episode.